Goals are so important in our homeschool and in our lives, but let's face it, goals can feel daunting. Goals can be things that you never get around to finishing. Goals can be things that set us up to feel like we've been defeated or we've failed. When in reality, the best goals are the ones that give us that sense of pride and that sense of accomplishment because pride and accomplishment lie outside our comfort zone. Today, let's talk about how to make some really stellar goals. Grab a notebook because you are going to want to take notes today. Let's go. Welcome to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I'm Zara Fagan, PhD, author of Minimalist Homeschooling and the creator of the Simple is the New Smart membership. And this is the place where we talk about how less really is more and how simple really is the new smart. This is the place for any homeschooler who wants to trade stress, exhaustion, overwhelm, and self-doubt for peace, clarity, confidence, and a sense of true abundance. It turns out that transforming our mindset really can transform our homeschools and our lives. We'll talk tips and strategies, stories and perspective, and interview people who have lessons to teach us. And I am just so happy that you're here. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hi there, and welcome back to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I hope everyone is doing great today. I want to talk to you about goal setting, and I want to talk really specifically about how to set really good goals that we can not only feel happy about accomplishing, but that also are attainable. So I guess the first question is, why do I feel so strongly about goal setting? Why should we spend our time thinking about our goals, right? Because everything takes time, right? And we want to be intentional about how we're spending our time. So why should we spend our time getting intentional about our goals? Why should we put any energy, any focus into this? And I have three reasons that make them indispensable to me and how my life sort of functions, how I create the life that I imagine. And so I goal set for confidence, right? I need to know when I'm successful. And the way I do that is by having specific goals that I accomplish or I don't accomplish. And so instead of living in this sort of nebulous and vague state of wondering whether I'm doing enough, when I have specific goals, I know yes or no, I have accomplished it or I've not accomplished it. And sometimes that binary system of it's either done or it's not done can be really helpful for our confidence. We feel like we can be successful. We know exactly what success is, and that's always really good for morale in any system, whether you're homeschooling, whether you're working. When people know what their expectations are and they're able to meet them, it generates a sense of pride and accomplishment in all of us. So the second reason I really like goals is because you get clarity from a plan. They provide direction. There isn't a sense that we are wondering what we're supposed to do today, wondering whether we're doing the right thing, wondering how to spend our time, getting distracted with all the things, right? Goals really help us focus on what is most important. So if we are intentional about our goals, then we are given a clarity in our life, a clarity and direction in our life. 
And finally, goals make our choices easier. We've spent a lot of time already in this podcast talking about being intentional with our time, right? Because that is a place where a lot of homeschoolers struggle. They feel like they never have enough time for all the things they want to do. When we set goals, our choices become so much easier because again, we get back to this sort of binary system. Is this moving me toward our goals or not? The answer then becomes a yes or a no answer. Instead of as homeschoolers, a lot of times we want to have a whole discussion about the virtues of things and we want to go back and forth with pros and cons and this is really valuable and we can see the value in so many things. And at the end of the day, sometimes we just need a yes or no answer. And I think that goals are really useful in that regard. And I don't want to say that my entire life is goal driven, but I will say that having some goals provides that underlying structure, provides some underlying reassurance and confidence that we're on the right track, provides a foundation of clarity and direction, and allows me to sometimes make those tough decisions very simply. Is this moving us towards our goals or not? So with that said, let's talk big picture now goals. And I think the first thing to understand is that goals come in different sort of sizes, right? So we have these big goals that I like to call a wish or a dream. So this is where do you want to be in 10 years? I want to be retired on a beach somewhere in 15 years, right? If that's your wish or your dream, that's great. That's an amazing goal. And I think it's really important for us to have these visions of what we want our life to be, no matter how grandiose they are. So you can think as grandiose as you like. That's your wish or your dream. Then we need to start talking about reverse engineering that. And that's where you really get to the smaller goals. So if I want to retire, I need to save so much money. If I want my child to graduate from their homeschool with the opportunity to go to a great college, then if that's my wish, if that's my dream, then I need to dial that back. I need to reverse engineer that dream and talk about, okay, then what do my specific goals need to be in order for that to happen, right? What specific skills classes, subjects do I need to be teaching? And then once you have your goals, which I also like to call projects, right? So we're, we're taking this big, huge thing, this wish, this dream, we're now breaking it down into the bricks, right? So if the wish or the dream is this big castle, we say, what bricks do we need to build that castle? Those bricks are really what I consider the goals or the projects. So those are shorter. They may take weeks, or months, maybe a year to accomplish, but I prefer goals that take weeks or months to accomplish. And then we further reverse engineer those projects into our daily to-dos, right? So I have a YouTube video and I talked about this in a former podcast about how when we have our projects, our daily to-do list becomes much easier because we just draw from what our goals are, what those projects are to make our to-do list for the day. So I want to go over this three-tiered structure again, and I really want to make it clear about why I think it's important to think about goals in this way. A lot of times people skip this step of dreaming or wishing, and I think that's when we sort of end up in these midlife crises of feeling like, yeah, we're accomplishing things, but is it really meaningful? So when we're thinking about the big picture, that wish or that dream, and it doesn't have to be retirement on a beach, it can be something 
really concrete to you, like graduating your children from homeschooling. But the idea here is, is that big picture has to be of value to us. It has to be a vision for our life. It has to be a dream. We want to live the life we have imagined. Why is that a wish for you? Is it helping you really be who you want to be? Does it bring you meaning? Does it bring you purpose? Because we want to be motivated to do these. We don't want to be on a hamster wheel. We don't want to just be going through the motions in our life, right? Those are the times when we feel like we've accomplished stuff, but it's not really meaningful to us. We don't feel satisfied. We don't feel content if we're just going through the motions. And so when we're thinking about these big picture goals, They have to bring meaning to our lives. We are here for a purpose. And so it's important to start from that starting point of why this is meaningful. Who you, who do you want to be? Who do we want our children to be? What kind of family do we want to have? Why is this even of value to us? Why bother? Why put in the effort? So our big goal then is where we find our meaning. That's where we find our purpose. That's where we find our motivation to go through every day. Because let's face it, some days are hard and reaching goals and changing our lives and improving our lives. That's hard. The easy thing would be status quo. The easy thing is just to keep on going, right? Don't change anything. Just let life flow by. But when we are ambitious, And I'm using ambition here in a very understated form. When we want progress, when we're looking to improve, when we're looking to change, it's going to feel hard because it's not the norm. It's something new. It's something different. It's out of our comfort zone. It takes effort. And so it's critical for us to feel motivated to do the work. I will also say here that dreaming and wishing, I have found is really important for a marriage. It's really important for a partnership. And I think it's really fun to dream and wish together with your spouse, with your partner, to be on this united mission to accomplish a dream together. And so I will say that knowing the big picture, having a valuable big picture is the first and most critical step for all of the goals that you're going to set from then on out. So then the second part is, is to sort of break that down. What can I do right now to get us closer towards that dream? And here I want to point out that the first step is almost always going to be to learn more about it. Figure out what needs to be done. Always think that you need to have knowledge before you take action. A lot of times when people are setting goals, they just want to jump right into doing stuff. The problem is, is that a lot of times then we accomplish things and we see this in our homeschools, right? (laughs) We accomplish things or we, we onboard books and resources or unit studies that we think are going to be great and get us towards that goal. And if we haven't done the research, if we haven't taken that step to learn more about it, to increase our knowledge on the topic, then a lot of times we're disappointed with the actions that we chose to take. And so always start with knowledge, always start with research, always start with learning more about the topic. And we never really stop learning about whatever our dream or wish is, right? But that's always the first goal. And it's okay for that to be the first goal. And I want to say this 
really loudly for all of my homeschooling mom friends because a lot of times you feel like you're wasting your time because you've spent so much time researching, right? We've all done it. We've spent so much time researching. I don't want to undervalue that research time for any of us. I think that's really, really important in order for the action that we take to be valuable, We can either spend our time researching and learning about it, or we can spend our time trying out all these different things that don't work. I personally would rather spend my time on the front end doing the research, learning about it, so that I'm more likely to take action that's going to be in alignment for what we really want and what we really need. And I think our children appreciate it too. I don't think our children enjoy in our homeschools being dragged through this, that, or the other that we decide, eh, maybe this isn't working, right? I personally think it's in everybody's best interest to do the research, to do the learning part first. Of course, we don't want to overdo it. We don't want to just spin our wheels. We don't want to keep going around in circles. At a certain point, we have to just make the best decision, but don't undermine that time that you do spend learning about things because that is valuable. It helps ensure that the actions that we take are going to be meaningful. They're going to help us progress, improve, change in the way that we really want to. I have found that oftentimes overwhelm in our homeschools comes from not having a goal at all or we have too many different goals, right? So it's important when you are goal setting, when you're picking these goals that are in alignment with your dream, with your wish, that you are choosing one or two projects at a time, one or two big overarching goals, right? And so I talk about this when I'm talking about projects in our life, there's always going to be sort of maintenance aspects of what we do when we're homeschooling, right? There's the day-to-day things that have to be sort of taken care of or are regularly taken care of. And then there's a big project. There's a big focus on top of that to help us move to the next level. And maybe right now for you, that's planning and preparing and researching. Maybe right now for you, that's focusing on a big unit study. But choose maybe one or two projects at a time because overwhelm comes when we have way too many goals all at once. And we're trying to stack all these bricks up on our castle all at the same time. And it doesn't work. We have to do one brick at a time, guys. One brick at a time, right? So in our homeschools, having goals is really useful because I feel like you have your goal You add to it the style or the feel that you like in your homeschool, what works for your kids, what works for you as a parent teacher, right? Your goal plus your style and feel equals your method. That equals what you're going to do in your homeschool. This brings us back to how having goals really helps us make decisions and gives us direction and clarity because goal plus style or feel equals your method. It equals what your action is going to be in your homeschool. So when you are making your goals, let's talk about a couple of things that make them really good. First of all, goals always have to depend on me, not someone else. So repeat after me. My goals have to depend on me, not someone else. So I will do better if my goal is I am going to reach out to 50 new accounts instead of saying I am going to sell this much more product. Because the buying of the product relies on somebody else's action. 
However, the reaching out to new people relies on my action. I can't control what other people are going to do, but I can say if I am actively reaching out to other people, if I am focusing on what I can do, then sales are likely to increase. And so the same thing is true in our homeschools. When you're setting goals, your goals need to be what you as a parent teacher can do not setting a goal on behalf of your children, not saying, I want my child to do X, Y, and Z, but instead, what can I do? So my goals depend on me, not someone else. And it's also important to make sure that our goals are action words, right? I am going to do this, that, and the other. Be as specific as you can, I'm sure you've heard these goal setting things that say, you know, you need to be specific and you need to have a deadline or a time frame. I think those are really good recommendations. So along with being specific, I want to say that the best goals are going to layer that meaning and purpose on top of the action. Let's take homeschooling as a great example here. We can have two different homeschoolers who both want to teach history. However, the meaning that history has, or even within my family with two different children, the meaning and the purpose that teaching history has for those two different children or in those two different families is going to be different. And so I talk about this in the book, Minimalist Homeschooling, that when we're setting goals for subjects, we can think about things like, do we want to expose them to the topic? Do we want them to be proficient in the topic? Is there a body of knowledge that we want them to memorize? Do we want them to be able to discuss the topic, write about the topic? What exactly do we want to be able to do with this topic? What exactly do we want for our children? And then we have to take that back to me as the parent teacher for the goal. What can I do? I can assign books. I can help them drill math facts every day. I can make sure I have a really, really great book list that is in alignment with what I want for this subject. These are the things I can do. I can hold them accountable. I can read out loud to them. I can quiz them. I can do these things. And so that's how our goals are formed, right? We have our purpose and our meaning sort of layered over this action of teaching history or whatever your goal might be. Okay, so now let's think about our goals. I really want your day-to-day when we're saying, okay, I'm going to teach history This is our example right now, but I hope you feel comfortable putting in whatever project, whatever goal is most necessary in your life right now. If I'm going to do that, what needs to happen on a daily basis or a near daily basis or every other day, right? When I make my to-do list in the morning, what do I need to be doing in order to teach history? So when you're setting your goal, you need to have a definable point of achievement, right? So when will your goal be finished? What will you have accomplished? What metric are you using to measure your success, right? So it's one thing to say, I want to teach my child history, but what exactly are you measuring to ensure that you have reached your goal? What is your metric for measuring the completion of your goal. It's very important that when we're talking about having specific goals, that we're talking about also having specific outcomes, specific actions that we are going to do, right? So I gave the example of my business. I'm going to contact 50 
accounts. So there is a number here that I can literally check off. And the same is true of any goal that you set. You want to literally be able to say yes or no, I can check that off or I can't check that off. And once I have checked off X, Y, or Z, I will know that I have finished. I will know that I am successful. I will know that I have accomplished what I set out to do. I will pat myself on the back and I will have a little reward, right? So once you have your goal with meaning and with action, it relies on you. Next, we're going to take it to a daily or a near daily simple step. And this is where your steps have to be so easy that you trip over them. You have virtually no excuse not to do it. You want to make sure that your daily actions are simple. They are not overly cumbersome. They're not daunting. Nobody is going to dread doing them and procrastinate from doing them. They have to be easy enough. And so if you find that you are unable to continue progressing towards your goal, my question to you would be, why not? And how do we simplify, simplify, simplify? Because a little progress is better than none. And little by little becomes a lot. And so I think that if you're a perfectionist, if you're a recovering perfectionist like I am, we want the whole big thing done all at once, right? We imagine the ending and we want to just be there and we want to get there as quickly as we can. And unfortunately, that's how we burn out. It's not sustainable. Those are when, you know, we sort of fizzle out and we don't follow through. We don't get to the end line. And then we feel like we've failed. Okay. And that's really not fair to us because they're, if we are failing, right? If we're talking about goals, a lot of people don't set goals and I don't blame them because they're risky and they demand us to do the work, right? There's a reward when we accomplish our goals. And hopefully you've chosen a goal that's meaningful enough that it feels rewarding just to accomplish it. But when we don't accomplish it, there's a consequence to that as well. We feel like we failed. We feel like we're defeated. And a lot of times we internalize that as we are a failure when we can't follow through with the goal. And so I want to make sure that you understand right now that if you are failing, there is nothing wrong with you. If in the past you have failed to meet your goals, if you are concerned about setting goals because you just can't commit and you're just, you're certain you're just going to fail, then the problem really is not with you. It's not the problem was never with you. The problem was with your expectations. If we fail, there's nothing wrong with us, only something wrong with our expectations. So really internalize that as you're setting these goals. And so if you are failing, the problem is with your expectations. And let's go back and simplify. Let's make it so simple that we can't help but do it. We make our progress and we are happy with little steps. We're happy with baby steps because progress is better than nothing, than status quo, right? So as we're setting our goals now, let's talk about some really critical questions for success. So number one, I want you to think about what could hold you back or what is holding you back from achieving this. Why haven't you done it yet? Why might you be nervous about it? This is when we examine what we believe about this goal. Do we believe we can do it, that it'll be no problem? Why haven't we done it yet? How can we problem solve any of those belief issues that we have right from the outset so that we aren't our own worst enemy, right? We don't want to be sabotaging our own goals, feeling like we're not going to be able to do it. 
Second of all, I already alluded to this, but you really want to question why do you value this goal? What value does it hold for you? How much time do you have? How much time are you willing to commit? Let's be honest about this. This is where we fail. If our expectation is to spend an hour on this every day, that's probably really unrealistic if you're anything like me as a homeschooling parent plus working, right? We have so many other obligations. Let's get really realistic right from the beginning about how much time we expect to commit for this. When will you commit it? What's your deadline for this goal? Don't forget to include a contingency budget of time. So if you think it's going to take you two weeks, maybe allow yourself three weeks. Next, ask yourself who will help me Do I need accountability for this? Do I need to learn from this? Do I need to talk to somebody who has already done this or somebody who I admire? Or do I need to read the books? Do I need to research the websites? Who do I need help from during this process? And I want you to tell yourself that you will reward yourself when you're done. I know I said that achieving the goal in and of itself is rewarding and it is, but we really want to close that positive feedback loop here that when you work hard, it is worth it. So choose a reward for yourself and it doesn't have to be anything that even costs money. It doesn't have to be huge and elaborate, but it does need to be something that will help you feel like there is a conclusion. There's a finishing point for this goal. You're not just treading water and going and going and going and going. So this helps us prevent the sense of burnout, right? You have a distinct finish line. You reward yourself at that point before you move on to the next thing, because burnout often comes when we feel like there's just more and more and more and more, and it's never ending and we can't get a break. So take the break pat yourself on the back, decide now, right at the get-go, how will you reward yourself? You want that positive feedback loop. You want that little bit of extra motivation. And remember, because your dream, your wish is way out there, right? Your, your dream or your wish is probably years away. So we still want to be motivated in the now. We still want to say, you know what? In a few weeks or in a few months, I'm going to have something nice waiting for me. We don't, <laughs> we don't want all of the reward to come years from now, right? And finally, ask yourself now, when I complete this goal, what's going to be the next step? Just jot that down right now. What's going to be my next step? And so there you have it, guys. You're going to think about your dream and your wish. You're going to break that down into smaller projects or goals. And then you're going to translate that into a daily to-do list that is so simple that you can't help but do it. And you're going to make sure that not only are your goals simple, but that they are really meaningful, that you have meaning layered on top of action. You're going to make sure that your goals are about me, myself, and I, not about what I'm expecting from others. And there's going to be a lot of problem solving and tweaking here. If you're not reaching your goal, it's your job to figure out why and to do a little bit of tweaking to make it happen. So there you have it, guys. There's this three-tiered system for how to spend every day moving us a little bit closer to creating the life that we have imagined. Now is a great time for me to invite you to subscribe to this podcast and also to check out our membership, The Simple is the New Smart Membership. We have a homeschooling with intention four-day challenge inside there that Uh, We are just getting ready to start February 1st of 2021 with all of our members. And I would love to see you inside. But until then, get to your goals, be really intentional, enjoy the process. 
and I will talk to you again soon. I am wishing you all the simple things. Bye-bye. Did you know that you can get exclusive bonus episodes of the Simple as a New Smart podcast, your specific questions answered, a vault of tutorials on minimalist homeschooling, and more? That's right. Regardless of where you are in your homeschool journey or what level of support you're looking for, there's something for everyone in the Simple as the New Smart monthly membership. Check it out at resources.zaraphd.com forward slash simple dash is dash the dash new dash smart. And I'll see you there. Bye-bye.